0: Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy.
1: Welcome to Money Matters with Mike. With your host, Mike Zaino. Get set for a full hour of financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. Mike works hard each day to educate Americans like you on how to reach the financial freedom they've worked so hard for, and he can help you too. So now, let's start the show.
2: Here's Mike Zeno. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's Mike Zano coming to you live from Fort Mill, South Carolina. Happy Saturday, people. What a great day to be alive in these United States of America. And today we are absolutely going to bring the heat again and give you plenty of useful information that you can take with you this week. The goal of this show is to educate and empower folks to make better financial decisions. And once again, it is my distinct honor and privilege to be uh, joined by the one and only Mr. Matt McClure. Matt, how you doing today?
0: Hey there, Mike. I'm doing great, sir. How are you? Nice weekend so far?
2: Uh, I will not complain. Uh, it's a great weekend so far. Yes, it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're like, well, you know, I I could complain, but it wouldn't do me any good anyway. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but no, it's, you're absolutely right, though. It's a, it's a great show every week. But this week, I'm really excited because we're going to continue this series on the smart retirement plan, uh, which I think we've got some great stuff in here for folks and and some things that they might not have even thought about for retirement. It's going to be really great. We're going to talk about smart, safe retirement planning and smart tax retirement planning. Now, I know if, now when, I, when I say the word tax, a lot of people are like, yeah, it's a, it's a three letter word, but it's really a four letter word, you know, because nobody likes to think about it. But it's something you got to think about. And, and I think we're going to help people uh, along with that coming up a little bit later on uh, in the show today.
2: Yeah, there's a there's a little thing that I saw on, I think it was on Facebook. It may it might have been on uh, Instagram, but there's this little kid and he's he's sitting on the floor and they're playing Monopoly and, and he's leaned up against the couch and he's just boohoo crying. And they're like, Well, honey, what's wrong? And he's like, Taxes. And the woman's like, well, What do you mean? You know, that's just part of the game. He goes, Yeah, but it's the worst part of the game, you know. <laughs> and, and he is just just absolutely boohooing. And wants to just quit because of yeah. taxes, and uh, every time I see that, I get a good chuckle. I, I share it uh, with my audience, and and so many people just comment on it and say, "Yeah, he's got a point, doesn't
0: he?" Exactly. We have we have all been there at one point or the other. I'm sure, because yeah, no nobody likes them, but we're gonna talk about them, and we're gonna hopefully make you like them a little bit more because there'll be fewer of them uh, using some strategies that we're gonna talk about uh, a little bit later on in the show. Um, but we also, folks, I should mention as well that if you want to find out more about the show or anything that we talk about today moneymatterswithmike.com is the website that's moneymatterswithmike.com or you can give Mike a call and this is his direct number folks no joke 704-560-1573 704-560-1573 it is his number that rings right there in his pocket And if he doesn't answer immediately, he'll call you back quickly. So that is um, great to know that you can get in touch with the man himself, Mr. Mike Zano.
2: It is one of the things that I always commit to my, uh, you know, people that call into me is that you're going to get me. If if I want to call a company and I need to have questions answered, the last thing I want to do is leave a message that's never returned or send an email that's never returned. Or if it is returned, returned 14 days to a month later. It's just I forgot what I even asked by that point. So that's why I make it a commitment I just try to treat people as they want to be treated, and I know that that's the way I would want to be treated. So that's why I do it.
0: That's right, and and that that's the way to go about it. And for our listeners as well, you also provide a great service, which is a comprehensive consultation, absolutely no cost, mm-hmm. and they can actually you know go to moneymatterswithmike.com dot com or call that number uh, to to set this up. It's free of any cost, as I said, also free of any obligation. What is the that uh, process like when you start looking at somebody's finances? I mean, this isn't just a, you know, kind of a, OK, I'm going to get basic details of, you know, your name and address and how much money you make. And that's it. This is a detailed, comprehensive consultation.
2: Yeah. So we'll have a discovery call first where we get those basic details out of the way. And, and then if, if, if I see that there's some areas for improvement, we'll schedule up a, a follow-up meeting where we'll get together and analyze your complete financial situation. So any anything that you currently have, if, if you're good in them, we'll say, hey, keep them. If there's some tweaks, some things that we can change that will put you in a better position down the road, then we're absolutely gonna make those suggestions. Whether you take us up on those, that's completely up to you. You're only gonna work with us if that is the best fit for you. And so even if you already have a financial advisor, that's fine. A second set of eyes, a second opinion has never hurt anybody. And if you're happy with that person, then that's fine. I'm not trying to take you away. I just want to help give people the peace of mind and the confidence that the direction they're heading in is the right one for them. Um, so also, if you're ready to uh, talk about social security planning or Medicare planning, uh, we can handle that as well. And again, you're only gonna work with us if it's the absolute best thing for you.
0: Yeah, that, right, and and you know, when I say, uh, you're talking about the comprehensive consultation, it's no cost, no obligation, and and no pressure. It's not like it's gonna be, you know, some, some high pressure, you know, sales pitch sort of a situation it, you can be talking just to Mike and it's going to be a, a casual thing. And if you want to, you know, continue working together, then great. If not, go your separate ways and you're fine. You know, it's not like there's, uh, you know, some sort of, <laughs> you're not going to hold him over a pit of lava or something and you like sign here or else, you know.
2: A wise man once told me that a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. So, no, not my job to uh convince you that you need to make your financial situation better. Yeah,
0: there you go. It's uh, uh always up to you folks and that that is the point. Uh, Money matters with mike.com once again is the website and that direct line to Mike Zeno is 704-560 1573.
1: And now for some financial wisdom, it's
0: time for the quote of the week. Of course, we like to share some wisdom with our listeners, Mike, and uh, we like to use the words of someone else to do that sometimes. And this week in our quote of the week segment, it is uh, going to be the words of Henry Ford, who's a guy you might have heard of. Uh, Of course, the founder of the Ford Motor Company, an extremely, um, extremely smart, inventive uh, man, because he, of course, also developed the assembly line method of mass production. And that's influenced industry worldwide uh, in the decades since. So um, this is one you can take to the bank, I think, literally here when we uh, do our quote of the week from Henry Ford. And it is whether you think you can or you think you can't. You're right, and that's right.
2: <laughs> that that is correct. You know what makes one person great with money and finances and another person not. Uh, most of the time, it's pretty simple. It's, it's it's their it's their money mindset. So we have beliefs in whatever we do, and those beliefs tend to propel us into action or not. Right, and then those actions are either going to give us results or not. And so the way you think about money defines and influences how much you save, how much you spend, uh, how you manage your debt. It's your core beliefs about money and, and your attitude towards it. And this could include you know, what you think that you can or cannot do with money, uh, how much you uh, think that you actually deserve in life. Because believe it or not, there are some people that don't think they deserve to make a lot of money or to have a happy retirement. How you believe you should manage your money and how you should manage your debt. Your ability to grow wealth and your overall financial confidence—that all starts with your money mindset, right?
0: Yeah, so, you know it goes back to that saying. I think your perception is your reality, right? Hmm. So it's like if you if you have this perception that you don't deserve good things, that you don't deserve a, a, a good standard of living, that you don't deserve a happy retirement, yeah. and and you can apply it to really any aspect of your life, then that is going to be your reality. Uh, that is sort of another way to kind of rephrase this and think about it.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, and, and it's it's unfortunate that the people think that way. They beat themselves up and unjustifiably so. So if you believe you're bad at money, you're bad at math, you're bad at investing, you're bad at saving, guess what? You're probably right. But the first steps are to, number one, acknowledge that you have a problem. It's kind of like, uh, what is that, Alcoholics Anonymous or, or right. NA. And then number two, be willing to make a change. You have to first believe that it is possible possible and then get motivated and motivate yourself to make that well how do you do that I've got some some suggestions you know if you're if you're the smartest person in the room or you're the wealthiest person in the room you probably need to change rooms there's a saying that misery loves company and you've also heard that birds of a feather flock together well if you're hanging out with a bunch of broke people chances are you're going to be broke too if you have the ability to meet some people who have more of whatever you want and you Start asking questions, and you start learning for them from them. Um, chances are, you're going to be able to better your situation. There was a study conducted, Matt, that involved over ten thousand millionaires, and one, I guess, one of the more fascinating statistics was that ninety-seven percent of the millionaires actually believed that they could become millionaires. They believed that it was within their control. They believed that they held the key to success, and and having that mindset. Uh, it's not about getting an inheritance from mom or dad or from your grandparents. Uh, it's not about having a fancy education or, or having you know wealthy parents. Is exactly what caused them to succeed.
0: Yeah, and and it makes me think of um, uh, the Robert Herjavec. I don't know if you ever watched mm-hmm. Shark Tank. I mm-hmm. love I've loved Shark Tank for years nothing. now. Came from absolutely nothing. And built this multi-billion-dollar empire, and and is able to, you know, now go, you know, have be part of a TV show where he, you know, invests in other people's uh, entrepreneurs' ideas and and companies and startups and, um, and products and all of that, and you know he was one of those people he who really believed that he could make something of himself and not just not just get by but make something great, uh, of himself and and influence others and and that's. goes to show you how far that can take you
2: it can take you so far as as can your negative mindset toward money and a lot of people in today's environment are just stressed about their finances And financial stress is a killer. And one of the hardest things to do is to actually look that financial stress in the eye, stay present, confront it, deal with it. Uh, Because of the fact that we're conditioned from a very young age, as far as money is concerned, makes it that much harder to confront and overcome that conditioning. So to begin relieving that stress, you, you, you should start to reflect on where your financial perspective came from. You know, ask yourself, what did you hear when you were young? What did you see when you were young? What experiences did you uh, have while you were young? Is there anything that you heard, that you saw, that you experienced that you want to do differently? Maybe you saw your parents do something or, or your grandparents do something. You want to do it differently. Is there anything that you either heard, you saw, or you experienced that you want to do the same because you had really, really good examples? So that's one thing. The next thing to do is to try to adopt a positive mindset and start thinking positively about money and your finances and your retirement. Think about all the things that you want to do and the fun that you're going to have as a retiree. Then you have to actually shift your mindset to saving money instead of spending money. So think, where do I want to see myself in five, 10, 20 years? Um, And how are you going to make those goals happen? What steps do you need to take in order to reach those goals. Really try to break it down to the basics as far as the steps you'll need to take so that your financial goals feel more attainable.
0: Yeah, and that's um, great. And it actually sort of goes back to what we talked about last week on the show, which was mm-hmm. that smart vision being the the first part of the smart retirement plan. And yep. you got to know where you want to go before you can plot out the course to get there, right? So that, that's like the first sort of thing is picturing in your mind where you want to be, what you want to be doing, doing and who you want to be doing it with and then get get to work doing it you know and and know how to get there Um, and you know a a lot of times you know we talk about it a lot of times here on the show chances are you probably can't do it alone you need Mm -hmm. some help you need some guidance along the way right
2: yeah definitely and and I would start by you know number one listening to the show (laughs) oh yeah reading reading some books listening to uh other you know financial experts that are that are in the arena but when it comes to you as an individual you have to monitor your spending and i mean literally track every single penny that you spend for at least one month and then track how you feel when you realize how much you're actually spending and you're watching it leave your account okay and then ask yourself and be real is there anything that you can possibly eliminate and the bottom line is you have to commit to changing your money habits because now that you know kind of what to do, all that's left is to just do it. So again, read some books on the topic, listens to podcasts. And again, I I think we know of a pretty good one, don't we?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely (laughs) do. And you can subscribe to it wherever you listen to podcasts, folks. It's Uh, Money Matters with Mike. Money
2: Matters with Mike, absolutely. (laughs) Watch videos, search for resources, resources, anything that will help you learn more about money in order to change the way that you think, that you feel and act about it. The fact of the matter, it's that simple, but it's not easy. The good news though, is that anyone who sets their mind to changing their financial situation can absolutely change their financial situation.
0: Yeah, that's right. And attitude, as you say, can take you a long way. You got to roll up your sleeves, you gotta you know get some elbow grease going and actually do it because it it is work and, that, and I like the way that you put that. it's it's a simple concept, but it's not easy. And yep. it's gonna take it's gonna take some some work and some sacrifices potentially but uh, there is a way to get there there is a way to do it for, for happier times ahead so
2: again again your belief solidifies your actions your actions solidify your results and then those results in turn solidify the belief so if you think you can or you think you can't you're right
0: absolutely brought that one full circle I, I love it and of course our eternal thanks to Henry Ford for providing a little meat on the bone for us to chew on this week here on Money Matters with Mike. Well, um, as I've sort of been teasing uh, as we've uh, started the show and gotten into it now, Mike, we're into part two of our Smart Retirement Plan series. Last Mm -hmm. week, of course, we talked about smart vision, we talked about uh, you know smart plan, getting that plan started, uh, getting you on the road to a smart retirement, a happy retirement, Uh, that's the goal, of course. Well, this week, the smart retirement plan series continues and we're gonna talk about a couple of things. One of them is called smart safe and we'll talk about that first here in just a second. The other is smart tax. Now, that one, I know, as I said earlier, three letter (laughs) word, but it's really a four letter word we'll Absolutely. get to it and we will we will not torture you with it it'll be happy tax news for a change uh it, once you once you're done with what we have to say so so stick around for that but right now mike smart safe what do we mean when we say smart safe as far as a strategy for saving for retirement
2: so we on this show talk a lot about smart or safe money strategies right safe money strategies and and when we think about that it's about As we are nearing retirement or in retirement, it's about not giving back, what you've just spent 20, 30, 40 years of your life earning. So we like to use those smart money strategies, the safe money strategies to allow for a reasonable rate of growth, but then also 100% downside protection. And so in the past, people used to put a significant portion of their portfolio, about 40% into bonds. Okay, because bonds were deemed the, the safe uh, income providing asset. Well, you know, this year, I think bonds had, had gone down by almost 13%. And every time that the Fed raises their interest rates, there's an inverse correlation, which just means the value of bonds tends to go down. And so my question is always, why would you pay for an underperforming asset when there is something out there that is much, much better? And so bond replacement, we talk a lot about, is removing bonds from your portfolio in favor of investments that have potentially higher returns and zero fees.
0: Yeah, and and you mentioned this a moment ago, but as the Fed raises their interest rates, there is that uh, inverse correlation that that goes along with it, where those values of the bonds go down. Well, you know there is a, this a report in Kiplinger, and we talked about it here, even on the show today and and previous shows, that the Fed is is going to be raising interest rates again uh, this year. Um, yeah. You know, maybe not uh, quite as as high as. Uh, we thought of that three quarter percentage point uh, increase that that we've already seen a couple of times. We've sort of been anticipating another three quarter percentage point increase. It could be half a percent. We're, we're kind of gonna see, but you know, it, it's gonna go up regardless. Um, and so the the outlook for long term bonds is gonna be less favorable in the mm-hmm. future and and you know and bonds historically low interest rates but that means that you know if long-term bonds fall in price you know we could be looking at a low yield investment for years to come here yeah
2: so. and, and, and historically low bond returns are on the horizon. So why would you put your money in something that you know is going to go into historically low returns? And so th- these are these are big things. Plus, when you when you purchase these bonds that are long ways off, typically thirty years, right? Um, liquidity becomes a huge concern because you are tying that money up, and you don't have access to it without prepayment penalties. So yeah. um, for sure
0: you are lit- i mean you're literally when you talk about tying it up you're literally tying it up like that like that money is it might as well be gone for that whatever period of time that is mm-hmm. um, um unless you want to pay you know those those hefty penalties there and um you know i mean as as you say they they have set interest rates they have um um you know set maturity dates as well they uh, issue issue a par value of a thousand dollars so that means that you're loaning either the government or a corporation a thousand bucks and Correct. so that that money then goes goes to them, whatever that entity is. Uh, there's also this length of time that you have to leave your bond alone, yeah, as we've duration. been saying. Yeah. That duration, yeah, until you know, and it, and that ranges from, you know, one year, which might not be so bad, a couple of years, maybe, you know, three or four, but it can range all the way up to say 40 years. You could do a Mm -hmm. 40 year bond. And, and, you know, there's a set interest rate during that time. You also are locking that money away during that time. So as you say, those liquidity concerns are a big a big thing for folks
2: yeah and i think also that's a huge concern too is that when interest rates rise and bond prices fall there's no guarantee that you're going to actually get your money back yeah. none whatsoever so you know to me that's that's just why why would i why would i <laughs> risk my principal for potential gains when there is a way to guarantee gains without risk of principle
0: yeah it's absolutely right because um, you know, it, it's just not the kind of trade-off that you want to that you want to make right you you want to invest in something where you know that you're going to get uh, Gains and you know that that principle is going to be protected from the downs of the market because as we know, you know you could you know have an have an investment portfolio that looks great And then all of a sudden the market has a couple of bad days or a bad week or a bad month and you're and you're just uh, it's all gone out to pasture. You know, you've just okay, just say goodbye to a lot of your retirement. A lot of people found that out, of course, in 2008 after Lehman Brothers and, and, and the big economic downturn and the Great Recession that followed.
1: Need a higher rate of return from your safe money? Listen up. It's time to beat the bank CD rates.
0: Talk about these bank CD rates um that I actually did some research on earlier this week it's it is astonishing
2: yeah, it's laughable it's absolutely laughable I, you know according to a, a bankrate.com uh, as of this week bank of america one of the biggest banks in the united states is offering 0.03% interest let me say that again 0 0.03% interest on a two-year bank CD. And I want to put that into actual numbers for you guys. If you have $100,000 and you give it to the Bank of America for two years, you can't touch it, you're going to earn $30 in those two years. If you have a million dollars and you give it to Bank of America, you're going to tie that up for two years, you're going to earn on a million dollars over the course of two years. Why would you settle for a fraction of a percent at a brick and mortar bank when there are fixed indexed annuities, for an example, from highly rated insurance companies that have been doing this well before most of our listeners were even in diapers, all right, that offer a 3.5% or better rate. Like to me, that makes absolutely no sense. And then to compound the pain of getting 0.03% interest, uh, you should also know that you're gonna be taxed on the interest that you're earning earned every single year with a bank cd but with a fixed indexed annuity you're only taxed when you pull that money out
0: yeah and that, that's a big advantage there and you huge. know it, it's it's so huge and and we're gonna get and we're gonna talk a lot more about taxes of course as we go mm-hmm. on in, in the show um but i mean i just had to now now folks you know why i was laughing so much because that uh that uh you know interest rate that uh, return on that say even a million dollars Three hundred yeah. bucks if you lock that money away uh, with uh, Bank of America for for two years, and this At is not a million to, dollars. One hundred and fifty bucks for two years. Yeah. What? come on. And this is and this is you know it's not to like bash on on Bank of America, the big banks or whatever, but it's like come on, you can do a lot better than that with a different with a different product. Yeah, and, guess who's making money? Yeah, with well, the big bank,
2: <laughs> not you,
0: <laughs> not me. <laughs> definitely not i'm 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 checking my bank account and i I might as well have just put my money under the mattress you know and that's uh what that boils down to with the cd rate
2: for sure for sure so you know when we talk about fixed index annuities these are longer term investments and 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 so just like a a cd you can make a lump sum deposit or you can transfer funds if you have uh, existing retirement plans maybe from jobs that you left long time ago you've never done anything with them you can move those it's called a transfer or a rollover or you can make multiple payments over time. And so your money grows tax deferred unless what you opened up or what you rolled into it uh, was from a Roth account, and then it grows tax-free, which is amazing. And so unlike a a guaranteed rate of 0.03%, your investments performance is actually tied to the market, but not directly invested in the market. What they do is they use uh, different indices, indexes, okay? Whether it's the the S&P 500, whether it's the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the NASDAQ, the Russell 2000, and if there is a gain in that index, then you're gonna get a credit. But if there's a loss in that index, you don't lose a single red penny. Just having that protection against loss of principle means you won't lose, and that's contractually guaranteed, any money that you put into the fixed index annuity. So these can be used to establish An incredible source of retirement income because we can set them up for growth. We can set them up for income. We can set them up for growth for a number of years. And then, an income source if you need it. Some people come to me and they're like, Mike, I'm going to need this to live on. Other people say, Hey, Mike, I don't really have plans for this money and I may want to leave it as a legacy for my grandchildren. So whatever your goals and objectives are, we don't recommend the same thing to everybody, and not everybody is right for this type of, uh, of of suggestion. So that's why it's important that we sit down and we understand, you know, where you are, what you have, where you want to go, and and quite frankly, what you're willing to do and your risk tolerance. Do you are you a gambler? You want to throw all your money and move all in at the casino, or would you rather have a, a little bit more of a predictable? a way of ensuring that you're not giving back what you've just spent your entire life earning.
0: Yeah, and and that's, you know, when you talk about risk tolerance too, there are other, um, you know, products like it, like just a regular plain old, uh, good old fashioned fixed annuity, uh, rather yeah. than the fixed indexed annuity, where in the contract, upfront, when you sign on the dotted line, you know what the return on that investment is going to be each and every year going forward. So like that, that rate of return is already written in. So if you're the kind of person who likes to know and be able to plan, yeah. you know what uh, what's going to be your situation in the future yeah. then that could be a way to go for you
2: absolutely and those are called multi-year guaranteed annuities right so those MYGAs MYGA for for the abbreviation and and with the fed raising interest rates it's 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 actually allowed the rates on the MYGAs to increase as well um, and that's all based based on, you know, our, our, our treasury yields. And so those have been performing favorably over the last little bit as the Fed tries to curb inflation. So, you know, if that's something you're interested in and you want a guaranteed rate, we can absolutely do that instead of tying that money up in a CD.
0: Yeah. And see that. And this is why I say, you know, there are a lot of different options and folks really do need help sort of weighing the the pros and the cons of each for them mm-hmm. in their particular situation. I know that that is, is true for myself because. A lot of these things you know before not not long before we started doing this show on my part anyway i didn't even know that a lot of these things existed and that the the, all of these options were even out there um and and i think the same is probably true for a lot of our listeners it's like oh wait i don't have to you know go to a traditional bank to invest in my retirement there are options for me that i might not know of or have even thought about before or even imagined could be out there um so yeah i mean that that's why i think folks need help and guidance moving forward in their planning and uh and doing you know better than they could potentially be doing right now
2: we say this all the time you don't know what you don't know and that's why you want to speak to a professional who might have some ideas that you've never thought of and and these things you know they're, they're not all like rainbows and unicorns they have advantages and there's some disadvantages too and people need to be aware of that like for example potential advantages Right, or, or number one, you're limiting your losses. Number two, um, you're going to protect your gains. So anything that you gain gets locked in as principal. Um, your inflation protected. Your growth is tax free if it's tra- you know a traditional sense. Or if there's a Roth uh, set up, then it, it grows. Excuse me, tax deferred if it's in the traditional sense. And if you have a Roth, tax free. So, and then potential disadvantages is that you might have limits as to how much you're going to gain. Typically not going to see double digit growth although that has been possible in the past. And if you don't follow the, the rules that govern how much you can access on each and every year, because you actually can maintain some degree of liquidity, there are possible charges if you go above what you're allowed to take. So if you're a rule follower, these are great for you. And then you know there, there might be some people like the comfort of knowing, for an example, in a multi-year guaranteed annuity that they're going to get X percentage, whether that's 3%, 3.5%, 4%, whatever. Whatever it is, that's guaranteed. And, and on a fixed index annuity, you might get six, seven, 8%, but you might also get zero if the markets are, are, are underperforming and the index is at a loss for that particular year. So, definite advantages, disadvantages, but we talk about all that. Again, our goal is to educate you, to empower you to make great financial decisions so that you can get from where you are where you want to be
0: yes and for your free financial consultation completely obligation free as well as being free of charge uh you don't have to pay a penny for it folks moneymatterswithmike.com is the place to go that's moneymatterswithmike.com or you can give mike a call at 704-560-1573 so that is the smart safe portion of our discussion of the uh, smart retirement plan this week mike so we're going to move on to that three-letter slash four-letter word that everybody loves, tax. Um, and, and talk a little bit. Yeah, I know. I know. I can I can sense the, the frustration of all of our listeners right now, collective sighs and groans. Um, but uh, nobody likes it. Nobody likes to talk about them. But you got to keep them in mind for planning for your future, for planning for retirement, because if you don't, there could Mm -hmm. be some big consequences
2: there could be huge consequences and a lot of people just think automatically that they are going to be in a lower tax bracket when they retire that might be true but it might not be true and unless you've actually taken some steps and planned ahead to not be in a higher tax bracket in retirement then you may end up paying more money in taxes and so part of what we do is just help you plan with tax efficiency in mind in other words we want to help you divest get rid of the irs from your retirement accounts and at least from a portion of them we can have in life insurance we can have in uh, indexed universal life policies where if you have other monies from old life insurance that used to be called death insurance really if we want to boil down to it there were no benefits for anyone's life while they were alive you can take the money inside of a, 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 an old policy and do a 1035 exchange and that is tax-free exchange of your cash value into an index link universal life policy that can protect you from dying too soon so there's the death insurance component it can protect you if you live too long because we can structure them to pay you an income in retirement it also uh gives you an opportunity to protect yourself if you get sick in between Right. So if you ever have a uh, stroke, you're diagnosed with cancer, you have a heart attack, you have any of these qualifying events, they'll allow you to tap into the death benefit while you're still alive and you can help use that money as a source to help relieve some of the financial strain that you may be experiencing so i'm not sure if our if our listeners understand that different types of investment accounts are actually taxed differently and by understanding how they're taxed you can ensure that your money is working for you uh, and and not necessarily against you and then it's there when you need it and how you need
0: it yeah it it is true and and that's the thing is you're not paying the same amount of tax, the same type of tax, or even the same, you know, the same um, um, tax on the same money, uh, you know, per account. So let's say you might be taxed on the uh, the interest, the the growth that, that has uh, happened in uh, one particular account. You might be taxed on the back end on another account. You might be taxed on the principal on that. So it, it can be a confusing thing. It's like, you know, people's eyes sort of glaze over when they think about it and they're like, oh, just... Just give me my money for crying out loud. Um, yeah,
2: they'd, they'd rather stick scissors in their ears than listen to people talk about taxes. Right.
0: So, <laughs> so boil this down to us before, before everybody starts reaching for the scissors, boil this down <laughs> for us a little bit, Mike, what's the difference between the different ways that, that uh, retirement accounts are taxed?
2: Yeah. So bef- before we talk about the different types of the accounts, there are two terms that everybody should be familiar with. Number one is tax exempt. okay. A tax exempt account is taxed when you contribute, but not when you withdraw. And this is a great benefit in retirement because you never have to worry about being in that different tax bracket uh, than when you contributed those dollars. So take, for an example, a Roth account. That's perfect right there. The other term that people need to understand is tax deferred. A tax deferred account gives you all of the benefits from a tax standpoint upfront. So in other words, in your 401Ks or 403Bs, or if you're a federal employee, your TSP, on the traditional side, you don't have to pay the taxes then on the money that you are contributing to the plan. And so that money grows, but it grows tax deferred. So you don't pay any tax on the money that you contribute into the plan. But then in retirement, when you're going to need the money, guess what you or who you have to pay, right? Uncle Sam, he's out there, he's greedy, he's got big paws and he's going to be like, pay me. Okay. (laughs) And so one of the questions I always ask folks is, do you think taxes are going to go up or going to go down in the future? And Matt, I've never, not one time has anybody said to me, Mike, I think taxes are going to go down in the future. So then my question is why in the world would you contribute on the heart or to a tax deferred account where you're eventually going to pay the tax on the harvest instead of the seed?
0: Yeah. It's very true, and and you know that's a, and that's a great way to think about it. Like, when would you rather uh, pay the pay the taxes on that money for retirement? Are you would you rather pay them? You know, when taxes are going to be higher? Would you rather pay them now? When, as as I kind of like to think about it, taxes are on sale. Taxes are on sale taxes, right now compared to what they're going to be. Yeah,
2: yeah, they they are on sale because a lot of people think we pay high taxes now, and you know, relatively speaking, okay, we don't. If you look at history and and you go back to even like the Carter administration, a lot of our listeners were around when Jimmy Carter was was president, the highest tax bracket, I think, was 74%. I mean, imagine that. If If you were wealthy, you only got to keep 26 cents on the dollar. And, and we're nowhere near that right now at 39%. So for the highest, uh, you know, the wealthy of the wealthy. So if you look at where we are, we are in a relatively low tax environment. They really don't have any way to go but up because the government's certainly not going to spend less money. They've shown us that they are not willing to do that. And they are willing to print money to help bail Institutions and the economy, and you know, just we had COVID come up, and and we had all the stimulus come in. Somebody has to pay for that. Well, guess who that somebody is? Matt, it's you, it's me, it's our kids, our grandkids. Eventually, it's the listeners out there who are who are having to pay their hard-earned dollars. Um, and and you guys might not understand what the national debt means, but somebody has to pay for all of that money that the government likes to spend i know that i can't spend more than i make except or you know more than i can afford to pay on my credit cards can you
0: right no (laughs) hey i can barely afford that
2: exactly so what (laughs) makes the government think that they can well they'll just print some more money again which deepens the debt and somebody is going to have to pay so we have to get that under control as a country for sure
0: yeah well and you talk about you know the tax rates sort of relative to where they have been in the past and you you look at, at, at some other countries as well right now and and our taxes are are relatively low compared to a lot of you know civilized countries particularly in Europe where um, mm-hmm. you know they, those tax rates can be very very high even for for middle class folks. And that's because, you know, things like, uh, you know, other government programs are being paid for universal health care and things like that in in a lot of these European countries. Um, But the tax rates are really, really high compared to what we are paying right now. So perspective is key as far as knowing that taxes are on sale, knowing that they're only going to go up really in the future over the long term and Mm -hmm. saying, you know, okay, so how can we use that to our advantage? So that's that's a great way, I think, to think about it. How can you use the situation right now? Looking in your crystal ball to the future and knowing that taxes are going to go up at some point, how can you use that situation to your advantage?
2: Yeah, and I think that's one of the greatest benefits, too, of life insurance, because Death benefit is paid out by the insurer. It's usually tax-free unless it's, you know, unless your policy is being paid by a a corporation or somebody else. And, And sometimes the beneficiary is required to pay taxes on any interest accumulated but the policy, but never on the base amount. So I know people that have literally changed their family tree. Okay. Think about that for a second. They grew up in the in 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 the trailer park. And now their children and grandchildren, because of how much life insurance they had and and, and the planning and the steps that they took, now they're living in middle class America. And I think that's an amazing way to do that, whether that's through a you know, just a basic life insurance policy um or an indexed universal uh, policy that, that again is tied to those indexes that we spoke about within the fixed indexed annuity. So you have a chance to earn either a fixed or equity indexed rate of return. I think those are absolutely powerful ways of passing on tax-free benefit to your heirs.
0: Yeah. And I know that my in my particular family situation, my mom was extremely grateful yes. um, after my dad passed away that uh, that 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 money was there from and he said you know the the old fashioned death insurance uh whole life policy but you know we we called we filled out the paperwork we sent in a copy of the death certificate and a week or two later in the mail certified mail here's a check from for the full benefit amount yep. from the insurance company yeah and so I, I no, no taxes taken out cool. and all that yeah it was yeah. it was it was fantastic to to her i mean that just helped her so so much in you know in the aftermath of of everything happening the last thing that she needed to be worried about was her finances and and you know how she's gonna make ends meet
2: It is true and and the last thing you want your tombstone to read was that you were too cheap to buy life insurance yeah okay (laughs) you don't want your i mean there there are people that i know that can't afford to die literally they have no idea how they're gonna bury themselves and so i mean for a small ten thousand dollar final expense policy You know is something that you can just give you the peace of mind knowing that you're not passing that burden to your children or if you have the means and 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 you're able to actually utilize it as a financial tool you have ways of making sure that your family tree has the potential to be changed for the positive okay for all of eternity as long as they don't blow the money
0: yeah exactly <laughs> and yeah there's the rub then it's up to them at that point but at uh, least you've, you've done, done all done the, your, your
2: part,
1: part.
0: <laughs> right i was gonna say you've done all that you can for them so so there we go well um a, a good discussion there mike about i think helping people understand a lot more about taxes and and how uh they are you know, applied to different types of accounts and how you know you can sort of use that situation to your advantage going into retirement now speaking of taxes um, you know one of the things that people uh, are taxed on uh, each and every uh, time that that deposit happens is Social Security Oof. So, yeah it's uh, it's something that uh, you know we all pay into and we all look forward to getting those uh, checks in retirement or those deposits in retirement and do they still send out paper checks do you know i think
2: some people some people actually uh have, have, have requested paper checks, but oh. they're, they're trying to get everybody to go digital.
0: Yeah. I, I, I keep, th- I keep saying, oh yeah, when that social security check comes and I'm like, oh wait, there's a thing called direct deposit these days. Welcome to the 21st century. But, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, you know, when, uh, when that, uh, you know, check comes, everybody looks forward to it and we all pay into it. And, and, and it's, you know, of course, a bedrock of, of society and our contract with, with America and Americans uh, where we, um, you know, say that we're going to take care of, our people in retirement so it's it's a great thing but there could be some changes coming which on the surface look positive over the next year right there could be a, a big increase in the benefit payment because of cost of living adjustment
2: on the surface
0: on the surface that's the key um and i actually put a piece together which i want to share with our listeners right now uh, this week about what could be sort of the unintended consequences of a cost of living adjustment uh, we'll chat about it just a little bit on the other side and then we'll continue we actually have a problem solver to uh, go into after this. And uh, we'll close out the show after that. But this is a look at the cost of living adjustment for Social Security and what it could be in 2023. Social Security will get a big cost of living adjustment next year, but there could be some consequences you might not have considered. I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. A new report by the Senior Citizens League says social security beneficiaries could see a cost of living adjustment or cola as high as 10.1% next year. The reason inflation running at a 40 year high.
3: This is a very, very unusual and unprecedented Pattern uh, of inflation that we're experiencing.
0: Mary Johnson with the nonprofit group told WFTS TV that surveys show inflation has caused about half of Americans to spend their emergency savings, and people are carrying more debt on their credit cards. So the highest jump in Social Security payments since 1981 would be a good thing, right? Well, Johnson says it's better than no increase, but there are some things to be aware of.
3: In fact, you can get penalized. If you think your tax liability is going to be 10% more next year than you're paying now, you could be penalized if you don't send in estimated payments or have more money with help.
0: She told the TV station the increase would not be enough to cover a jump in Medicare Part B premiums, which are taken directly out of Social Security checks. And she says higher incomes means some seniors could no longer be eligible for some other government benefits.
3: And then a whole were made ineligible because they were, their incomes increased over the income limit for food stamps or rental subsidies or the programs um, in their area.
0: So what should you do? Johnson says, prepare now, talk to a financial advisor to help you get ready ahead of time and contact local nonprofits if you need help paying bills. So are you prepared for the unintended consequences of a larger social security check? That's a key question to consider as inflation impacts all our lives. With the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Matt McClure. So there you go, Mike. As we said on the the, uh, flip side of this, it sounds on the surface like that potentially more than 10% cost of living adjustment in Social Security payments. Great. But there could be a lot of unintended consequences there if people aren't prepared.
2: Yeah I, th- I think the biggest one that stood out to me is is that you could actually be elevated into a higher tax bracket so you think that getting the 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 what whatever the cost of living adjustment was 10 10.1% if that's what they end up doing great that's amazing it, well it's not amazing if that if that elevates you into another bracket and then has you paying more money in uh, retirement on your social security income. So uh, that one was like a, a, a double-edged sword that you absolutely have to be aware of and, and, and cognizant and planning so that you're not going to be uh, taxed more than your fair share.
0: Yeah. And then that's, that was the rub for me. It was like, oh yeah, this is great. I'm getting more money. Not really because the amount <laughs> that goes into the bank account is going to be less potentially if you're on that cusp, you know, of, of, uh, being in a higher tax bracket. So that, yeah, that was kind of a, uh, you know, mind blower for me that, that, that could actually happen. So there you yeah. go. What's good is not always what it's cracked up to be. Uh, when we, when we take a look, especially when it comes to things like taxes.
1: It's time for this week's
0: Problem Solver. Ah, yes, it is that time again. Time for me to present a problem for Mike Zeno to solve. At least I'm not, you know, at least it's not my problem this time around. I'm not, it's not, not my, uh, you know, cause. I didn't cause the trouble, in other words.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're not the, uh, the, the, main person that has to be solved
0: right i'm not the thorn in your side so let's say that well maybe i am but hey here we go um (laughs) i'm presenting a problem and mike are going to solve it in our problem solver segment and this problem is uh and it has to do with a married couple they are ages 58 and 55 they want to retire in about 7 to 10 years something like that they're saving $52,000 a year in tax-deferred 401k accounts for retirement. Okay. Now, they have saved $1.2 million total in their wow. 401k plan. So they're doing well there. And you know, because this is all tax-deferred money, they're concerned about just what we were talking about earlier, future tax risk, right? So they they're concerned about that. They expect to receive $47,000 in combined social security income per year, and their expected retirement expenses are right at $6,000 a month. Okay. So with all of that being said, how do you solve the the conundrum that they find themselves in right now?
2: Yeah, because I mean, they, they should be concerned about their future tax risk and that, that potential liability, that ticking tax time bomb. Um, as I like to call it, by by saving in tax deferred accounts in in their four hundred one k's, it's great that they're maxing it out. They're they're you know almost maxing it out. I think 26000 $26, dollars each if they're putting fifty two thousand a year. But in instead of of doing what they're doing now, you know my solution would be let's redirect some of the money you're already saving. Let's put that into an indexed universal life insurance policy, which is going to reduce their taxable income. Today and then later on, it's going to generate tax-free income because they'll take uh, a guaranteed lifetime income against the death benefit um, for retirement later. And then we could also have them take that 1.2 million in their 401ks and roll that over and in directly into uh, either one or a combination of a couple different types of annuities Uh, to number one, protect a percentage of their assets. Okay. That's the most important thing. And then to establish yet another income stream down the road. And then additionally, what we'd like to see them also do is to convert some of their tax deferred retirement savings into Roth IRAs so that once they stop working, that will also reduce their future tax exposure because they've already paid the taxes going into uh, the Roth as opposed to deferring it and creating that ticking tax time bomb that will explode on them when they go to pull that money out in retirement. So that was a little bit of a complicated answer but uh, to a complicated problem, but that's just an example of the way that we like to think about having just reallocating where your money is going so that in retirement, you are definitely uh, protected from loss. You're definitely more tax efficient and potentially passing on a lot of money on a tax free basis to your heirs. So these are things that if they interest you, you should absolutely give me a call uh, or visit us uh, on our contact us page at moneymatterswithmike.com. So,, um, I hope that was a good solution to your problem, Matt.
0: <laughs> yes, it was, absolutely. And And that's the thing. Uh, just just sort of you know, redirecting where those funds are uh, can really make the world of difference, it comes to your retirement because if because of things like tax treatment because of things like protecting the principal because of so many different things that you just talked about Mm -hmm. and again everybody's situation is different my particular retirement situation will probably not be quite as complicated as theirs uh (laughs) is or was uh before you solved the problem just now um but uh you know everybody's different right so that's why folks need to get a personalized consultation and have you or or you know uh, an, an expert uh, like you take a look at their finances I and prefer it to be me. I would prefer it to be you as well cuz I know you you're a great guy and uh, you're a very very smart guy taking a holistic look you know at, at their at their money at their finances at their retirement planning. So yeah. money matters with mike.com of course as you said is the place to go uh, to get in contact and you can give Mike a call 704-560-157 three want to
1: know where your hard-earned money is
0: going it's time for
1: an inflation demonstration
0: mike just a couple more minutes here to uh remain in the show and uh, i wanted to talk a little bit more about inflation if we Mm -hmm. could um, because it's something it's a it's a topic that keeps coming up here on the show and um you know of course that is because It's affecting everybody right now, but there's a little bit of a good sign. I alluded to this earlier, just a slightly good sign um, in the economy right now in a sort of, if you you don't follow these things very closely, kind of obscure uh, report that came out over the past uh, couple of weeks here, and it was the producer price index. So when we're talking about the uh, any sort of price index that comes out people will associate that with inflation but they'll probably think of the consumer price index the cpi that is inflation at the consumer level so what you and i are paying when we go to the store when we go to the grocery store when we go to the gas pump when we go to uh target or walmart and buy whatever on off the shelves um and and do all of those things paying for goods and services in our everyday lives that's what we're paying right and that's what we feel and that, and that and it goes up it's been going up by leaps and bounds here over the past uh, several months growing by uh, Rates that we haven't seen in 40 years at least on a year-over-year basis So that's what we feel so the producer price index is sort of seen as a barometer of Future inflation at the consumer level. It's mm-hmm. you know people people will um, You know refer to it as as like, you know a barometer of wholesale or a measure of wholesale prices so then that's what the, the um, manufacturers producers pay for the the goods and materials and all of that before they then have to manufacture whatever they're going to manufacture and then pass along those costs to us the consumer right so right. if producer prices go down that's a good thing and the thing that happened from june to july is producer prices went down so that could mean at least the hope is that in of uh, you know the coming months we'll see a little bit less inflation at the consumer level so we'll feel it less that could be very good news for us um but is is it i I have to sort of put things in perspective for myself here mike and and that's why i i turn to you for this part is it going to be good or is it going to be just less bad
2: (laughs) yeah you know and, and i think i think we have been conditioned right now that with gas prices and with our grocery prices that have just you know doubled in some cases tripled as far as what we what we were used to paying, we've become conditioned to pay those higher prices. So that like for the last few weeks, gas has been coming down, and we're like, oh look, it cost me less than a hundred dollars to fill up my truck, and I'm thinking, wow, that's a good thing. But then I'm like, no, wait a minute, it used to only cost me like. 60 bucks right. to fill up my truck. I'm still paying 40% more than I was paying just a few years ago, right? For all of my consumables, whether that's gas, whether that's, you know, eggs, whether that's mayonnaise, bread, you know, my wife goes and does some some grocery shopping and and, and I just noticed that we're paying more for those things. So I think it is just less bad because of the fact that we have been conditioned to pay more.
0: Yeah. And it's sort of like um, the theory of relativity, right, where the, yeah. something something um, small is only small when it's compared to something big and vice versa. So that's like it's a, it's all relative, you know.
2: <laughs> and, and so while, while like our inflation was curbed a little bit because the Fed has been taking such aggressive measures, But I look on the global stage and I see where inflation is in the UK and in Germany and in other parts of Europe where it's the highest there that it's been in well over four decades. And what happens on the global scale tends to affect us on the local scale. And yeah. so that's where I think when people don't want to have to worry about what's on the news, whether it's you know locally, regionally, nationally, or internationally, and how it can affect the uh, performance of their portfolios then they need to come and talk to me because we have solutions for people who have those concerns and are more concerned again with giving back what they've worked their entire life for and wanna make st- uh, make sure that they have a guaranteed uh, income source for the rest of their lives, no matter how long they live. And that's really our wheelhouse, really what we specialize in. And one of the things that I pride myself in too is that I break down very complex financial uh, situations into plain English so that even a third grader could understand what I'm saying. Because unless you have buy-in on my recommendation, um, you're not going to really fully trust what what we're suggesting. And so because I explain the why behind my recommendation, right, people understand what they're doing and why they're doing it, and they sleep very, very well at night.
0: Yeah, and that is the goal, folks, and if that sounds like something that you are interested in, because I know that we can all use more sleep at night, moneymatterswithmike.com is the website. It's moneymatterswithmike.com. Or you can give him a call, 704-560-1573. And as I said earlier, it goes right to Mike Zeno's phone right there in his pocket. And he will answer. And if he doesn't, he'll give you a call right back. So that that is a, that is a guarantee. Well, um, we're just out of time here for this week's show, Mike. But it has been a pleasure as always on my part. And um, I look forward to doing it again next time around.
2: You know, I thank all the listeners out there. Without you guys, we don't exist. So, if you know anybody that might be struggling with financial stress, we talked about you know some some definite uh, things today that that you can refer them to the podcast uh, and share, share, share. Let people know about the show. So, you know, I want you to go out there and concentrate on the things that I've said today, apply them to your regular everyday life, and end up in a better financial situation. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, make it a great day.
1: Thanks for listening to Money Matters with Mike. You deserve to work with a financial and insurance expert who can offer strategies for protecting and growing your hard-earned money. To schedule your free, no obligation consultation, visit moneymatterswithmike.com or pick up the phone and call 704-560-1573. That's 704-560-1573 no responsibility or liability for the content of this message. The information contained herein is provided on an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, timeliness, or the results obtained from the use of this information.